And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand the things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. Hopefully, we'll get to the book of Acts. That's all I'm going to say. First of all, Paul and Barnabas are preaching. They're having an impact on the community. Guess what happens when other people have an impact on a community? What do you think happens? Leaders, whether they're religious or otherwise, they tend to get jealous. So here's what happens when people get jealous of other people getting the spotlight. What happens? What do you think happens? They start to slander the people. They become verbally opposed to those people, and as the scripture indicates, they argued with whatever about whatever. This sheds some light on the expression, a chip on their shoulders. Now, here comes an amazing truth. Paul makes the same proclamation as he affirms in Romans 1.16. He simply states the gospel must be preached to the Jewish people first. Like all the New Testament ministers, the initial ministries were brought to the Jewish people. Then after was the opportunity for the Gentiles to hear the gospel. To the Jew first and then to the Gentile. That's what it says. And then finally, next comes the turn or burn speech. You ever see that? <laughs> I used to see that bumper sticker when I was driving around in the late 70s. Turn or burn, heaven or hell. I mean, it's just classic, right? Just exactly, right? It's just what uh, what Roger again said. You know, get right or get left. Same thing. Paul says you've rejected the gospel. You rejected the good news. And because of that rejection, you've deemed yourself unworthy of eternal life. Regardless of everything we say and do, if somebody says no to Jesus, it is their decision. God knew ahead of time what that decision would be, but they have judged themselves to be unfit to hang out with the big G. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Ouch. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? See, this is a what do you think thing. You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, now you get ready. You get to talk to... Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite. All right. 
here you go. Now get ready. This is an announcement I said I was going to make at the top of the hour. All right, here we go. Ready? Talking to Dynamite D. Watch out. It's like wanting to win a study Bible. But you didn't win. You can't afford it. But you can still get one from this ministry anyway by just reaching out to us by text with your address, by email with your address, or by phone with your address, and we'll get you a study Bible, even if you don't win. That's a blessing, Dave. If you, if you need us now, if you, can't, if you can afford one, don't do that, right? That's not cool. But if you can't afford a study Bible— I mean, a core-based study Bible. We will get you a study Bible. This ministry will get it for you. I don't know how. I, mean, I just trust the Lord for it. And, and I, be- I have absolute confidence that somebody will turn around and give me like 30 of them. That's not even the point. I'm just saying we want to be there for you. So that's what it's like when you talk to Dynamite D. Isn't that nice? That was a lovely one. Thank God. That's a, I like when you say that. That's lovely. That is lovely. Okay, here you go. Here's the bottom line. Maybe you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. Fan. Fantastic. Maybe you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. We've already had an opinion. We've already had a comment. We've already had a question, right? Maybe you've got a praise report. We've done that today. Maybe we've got a prayer request. Uh, we've, we've gotten that going on. Everything is going so that you and I can grow together following the Lord as we draw closer step by step as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. So don't hesitate. Don't be, you know, shy. We'll be do our best to accommodate. We don't do everything perfect, but we do the best we can before the Lord. What do we say? Do your best. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest. It's like, okay. And we also do trivia. So here's your trivia question. Where did Jesus go 40 days after his resur- after his resurrection, 40 days later, where did Jesus go? There you go. Where'd he go? There you go. 40 days after his resurrection. So after the resurrection. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210. 8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Now, I'll be the first to confess to you the question is asked in a very bizarre way. And I'm going to give people a chance to kind of pull back and kind of figure it out. But somebody is calling him. Where did Jesus go? There you go, Aunt Deb. Where did Jesus go after the 40 days? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Just that, it's just that simple, right? All right. So uh, that's uh, all we're asking. We're not trying to get overly theological. In fact, it's quite, quite, uh, quite straightforward. Oops, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question? Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? <clears throat> this is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I'm, I'm, I'm just following the show as it takes me. <laughs> so, which means I hope it all goes right. Anyway, but I'm doing well. I th- appreciate you asking me. All right. Straightforward, my brother. Where did Jesus go 40 days after his resurrection? He went to heaven. That is correct, Amundo! He went to heaven to the right hand, right to the clouds, right to the right hand of the Father. That's where he went. He went to the real home, right? He went back home, it might be a way to say it, to, to for other people to catch it. Excellent job. That's all we were looking for. Just something that simple. 
Excellent. I believe he's up there now praying for his brothers and sisters down here on earth and acting as an intercessor for his brothers and sisters down here on earth and the Father. A hundred percent correct, Amundo. He is interceding for us. He lives to make intercession for us. And boy, isn't that nice to know that Jesus is praying for you. I mean, that is some good stuff right there. Excellent job, Gary. And I'll keep praying. I've been praying for all of you, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, last thing I want to drop, and then we're going to actually get into some teaching because this has been the longest drought of teaching I think I've ever had. Don't forget to be praying for our country because our country needs it. Let's get into the text, if you don't mind. We are in uh, Acts chapter 13. We're at verse 44, and here it is. The following week, okay, the following, this is after they do this big preaching thing, Paul and Barnabas. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. Okay, good reputation, good things going. Verse 45, but when the Jewish leaders saw the crowds, they were jealous, and they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared it was necessary that this good good news from God be given first to the Jews. Now, I want you to hear this. Super, super duper important. These people were getting frustrated because Paul and Barnabas were making headway. They were making progress. They were having an impact on the community, and the leaders started to freak out. What is it that they did? They were getting jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. I want you to pick up on that, okay? He, they were arguing with whatever he came up with, they were going to argue with. They were, they were contentious. They were like, they were opposed. They were against, just they were argumentative, all of these things. But I want you to catch what the Spirit uh, is trying to communicate to us through the Word of God. And that is, one, they were jealous. So what did they do? They slandered. They started speaking evil things. They started coming out with stuff. This person's this, this person's this. All these kind of rumors. And rumors do what? They float around like crazy. And people speak about people in superbly negative tones when they're jealous. A person is jealous is is feeling like they have been slighted because the other person has an advantage to something they want. And so they're just responding along that way. And then in, in this particular translation, he argued against whatever he said. In other words, everything that Paul was saying, they were arguing with. It's like there was some kind of – if Paul would have said, you know, you drop a Twinkie from the Empire State Building, it's the only thing that won't squish. They'd go, no. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter what it was. If you shoot a goal on an empty net, it should count. No. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't even – wouldn't have mattered. And so everything they were saying, they were challenging. It doesn't matter that they were right to challenge it. It means they were obnoxious. It means they were rude and crude, and and they were just argumentative and jealous, and they were trying to cut Paul out. So no matter what they said, they were just coming after them. So I want you to think about that when somebody's dealing, when you when you see it in the in the news, or you see it in society, and somebody just attack, 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 attack. It's just like you know what? That's just like uh, demonic. There's nothing righteous in that. They weren't trying to uh, reach a conclusion. This is the problem we have in our society. People aren't trying to reach conclusions together. They're just slamming the other side. And and don't think this is only the left slamming the right, because that's not true. 
The right does the same thing to the left. Everybody gets slammed. Everybody says, it doesn't matter what they do. If somebody on the left cured cancer, they'd give the credit to somebody on the right. That's just the truth. Somebody on the right cured cancer, they'd say, you just put everybody out of work. I mean, it's just like, oh, my goodness, stop this. They were jealous, and they went after Paul. And you know what? Paul Paul has a limit. You're going to find out what that limit is when we get back. you find out that limit is a serious limit, and he drives it home. We're going to get into that in a moment, so just hang on. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Show break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time energy like so few can right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Do you think it's been organizational leadership has been a good thing for church leaders? Well, it, oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a penetrating question. The answer is very simple. If used correctly to add value to people and serve others, it's a good thing. If used incorrectly, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, when people talk about everything rises and falls on leadership, I teach them often that it rises, but it also falls. And, and nothing is better than for people to have a good leader, and nothing's worse than for people to have a bad leader. And the, to me, what, what makes servant leadership work is this. Most leaders put themselves first before their people. And so it is a me uh, motivation as far as leading what's in it for me uh, I, I travel internationally with my uh, company equip and and uh, in fact I'll, I'll leave Sunday for Guatemala in fact I'll be meeting next week with the president and the cabinet of Guatemala and when I'm when I'm with these leaders alone David alone I mean no no handlers no media nothing but just alone the question I ask him which is I think the true servant leadership question is Will the people be at, better off after you've served your term as a leader than they were before you got there? Wow. And, and I think that's – and when the answer is yes, you have been a good leader, it has been a good thing. Organizational leadership, good thing. When the answer is no, bad leader, bad thing. Welcome back. 
to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Just for clarification, just helping Eric out. The winner has not yet been announced because the last sound has not yet been given. That will take place at the beginning of the next segment. Then when the two winners, one by phone, one by text, are nailed down, so to speak, I should say identified, they will be announced tomorrow. In the meantime, if you are a person who is in serious need, a serious need, not because you're not going to win it or not because, you, you know, you, if you can't afford it and you just don't have a study Bible and you really want one, tell us. We will get you one. I will make sure that happens. Not personally. a constellation prize. Yeah. What's that? I say not a constellation prize. Yeah, no. <laughs> They uh, need it. Is, if you need it, okay? Because I'm digging in my own pocket, which we give all the time, so I don't have a it's just I just think that's definitely worthwhile. All right. Now, so so I'm hoping that gives some clarification. Now, here's the next trivia question, okay? All right. Al is asking a really good question. The name of the study Bible. There's, there's multiples, but one's a chronological, and one is a Greek-Hebrew study Bible uh, with, the, with the words connected to Strong's. So the first first person will get to choose, and the other person will get what comes next. Okay. Ready? Here's your question. Now, this is going to be subjective, so don't get upset, and everybody calm down. Name three of the nine fruits of the Spirit. That, that's a Name three of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Now, you can name them all, but you got to name three. 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay? All right. We're having fun, huh? We're always having fun. Always. This show is just... Name three of the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And people are like, fruits, plural, fruits, plural. Oh, stop. Nobody cares about that. That's like the same people that tell you, and your and your toothpaste always push up from the bottom. Yeah, we've known that for thirty years. I'm glad you discovered that. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I actually had somebody who's like in his fifties tell me that. I'm like thinking, just just now, <laughs> just now. Get that's okay. I do have my jokes, and they're gonna they're gonna happen. So you might as well just get used to it. Uh, you ready for these? Okay. So. Um, <laughs> couple of these are pretty good so i'll just do i'll just do uh two of them one's long and one's short ready all right i love this one this is a statement from a young child i just love this statement ready dear god i bet it's very hard for you to love all of everybody in the whole world there are only four people in our family and i can never do it sincerely timmy <laughs> I told that to Noelle. She was like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one right there, <laughs> right? And here's the last one. And this is a great one. Ready? A couple was arranging for their wedding cake and asked the bakery to inscribe the wedding cake with the statement found in 1 John 4.18, which says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. The baker evidently lost, smudged, or otherwise misread the noted reference and beautifully is inscribed on the cake, John 418, not first John 418, but John 418, which says, You have had five husbands, and the man you're with now is not your husband. 
see. That's funny. That was hilarious. Come that on. That was a good one. That was That's good. a good one, right? All right. <laughs> okay, back to the trivia questions. I got to go teaching. I got to teach. I live to teach, so I'm just, but I'm having a good time. Uh, trivia question is simply this. Name three of the nine fruits of the Spirit. Uh, if you think you know the answer, what are you supposed to call? Or a phone number, 972-445-0770. Plus, you can text in 214-210-8483. Plus, you can send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. Okay. I love shows like this because you just don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening anyway. All right, here's the next segment in this uh, teach, and then we'll try to remember to do the, the trivia uh, answer at the end. Okay, we're in uh, Acts chapter 13, verse uh, 46. And this is pretty important, so I want you to get this. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly. Now, this is after they were attacked. so They, didn't, they weren't quiet like church mice so to speak. And even church mice aren't quiet because if they were, you wouldn't hear them squeak. Anyway, uh, Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared, it was necessary that this good news from God be given first to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For this is as the Lord commanded us when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. So in this text, you have to understand Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And here's the truth. When Jesus came, he made it very clear that his initial mission was to the Jewish people out of the part of the fulfillment of the covenant, and he brought that, that to the Jewish people first. He didn't exclude the Gentiles. He just, to the generalness of people, he brought it to the Jewish people, and then, then it, it, he also included and healed and touched and spoke to many who were also not of the Jewish background. But here's what you got to catch. Paul tells them, you know what? And this isn't for every Jewish person on the planet. It's for this group. And he tells them, look, you guys here in this community, you have rejected the good news. They said, no. God said, hey, I love you. I've given you a sacrifice here. I'm giving you a way out. I have redemption for you. And they said, no. And all these people are doing all these things in the world, trying to establish their own righteousness, all this political correct ridiculousness. This is all of those people saying no to the gospel. I don't care if they're a president, a king. I don't care if they're a janitor. I don't care if they're a waiter, a waitress. doesn't matter what the profession, doesn't matter what they do, doesn't matter where they go. When you say no to the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you say no to the witness of God, and then... You try to establish your own phony righteousness. Same thing I said to Reverend Graham. It's like it just creates tons of confusion. And confusion is not from the Lord. And in that capacity, you just look at that and go, oh, man, you guys don't. Re and then look at what he says. You've rejected it. And look, watch this. And you judged yourself unworthy of eternal life. Now, at least you think, well, that, does that mean they're still going to burn? Yes. When the scripture talks about eternal life, it talks about eternal life in a good sense. In other words, in the dance on streets of gold sense, on the, oh, popcorn all day long, Skittles all day long, everything's great, you don't gain weight sense. 
See, part of my view of heaven is that you get to eat if we get to eat and you don't gain any weight. All food has no calories. That's my heaven. You can't take that from me. It's mine. It's my hope. Neither is mind has not, the eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for him. So all these great things that are coming, we can't even imagine it. So I just take the best thing I can imagine and figure out heaven's going to be better than that. And I think one of the coolest things I can come up with is planet chocolate. Without the calories. Without the calories, as much as I want. I mean, come on. And heaven's going to be better. Good enough. I'm right there. I'm totally in. But what he says is, you've judged yourself unworthy. You don't even, you, you put yourself in that place. Here's the lifeboat. The lifeboat's name is Jesus. Jump on. Because if not, just like the entire planet, you're heading to hell. Get on the boat. No, we're not getting on the boat. We're going to take this to its final destination. Good luck. This is like, that's what that's what happens. And I know that you want to be able to do it by proxy for people, but you can't. I know you want to. I understand. You can't. You know, you, there's no permission to do salvation by proxy. In other words, you can't do it for somebody else. They have to do it. Now. Again, and I want to say this real quickly, people are like, well, what about people that are like, you know, they, they either never get a chance to hear. Of course, I know you've donated to all those people who never get to hear. Anyway, what I'd really like to say about that is that God, of course, God is fair. But you think, well, what about the children? And what about the people who are uh, mentally struggling or, or, or have a retardation that doesn't work? Well, don't you think God knows? What do you think you're serving here? He's mad at the people that go, No. He's not mad at kids. That's why there's a whole process of manhood, because you reach an age of accountability. What if you don't reach the age of accountability? Then you're not accountable. Thanks. (laughs) It's called the age of accountability. Okay, never mind. 13, if you're trying to figure it out. Uh, Okay, Uh, name two out of the, or three out of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If you hit any of those three, you done good. If you hit any of those nine, I mean, you done good. If you know all nine, you done better. You should know. I pray every single day for forgiveness for being disconnected from the fruits of the Spirit. And then I name them because I need that help. All right, we'll take our break and then come back, and you better get ready for when we come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything we The David Spoon Experience. I'm not going to do an over overriding teaching that will uh, make the Baptists or the Church of Christ proud, so neither one of your groups can be all excited about this because that's not the purpose of this. Uh, Here's where we're picking it up. uh, As uh, verse 34 ends, the eunuch uh, asked Philip, what was Isaiah talking about, himself or someone else? Verse 35 from Acts chapter uh, 9, chapter 8, Philip says, Philip began with the same scripture and then began to tell him about the good news about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, there is some water. Why can't I be baptized? So let's just stop right there. When Philip was explaining the gospel to the eunuch, he had to include 
the understandings or the teachings of baptism or the eunuch never would have said, why can't I be baptized? He never would have said it, never would have come up unless Philip had brought that information to light. In multiple translations, it then says, you can, Philip answered, if you believe with all your heart. And the eunuch replied, I believe that Jesus Jesus Christ is the Son of God. This is often known as believer's baptism. Some texts will show this in the footnote. I disagree that it should be reduced to the footnote. I think it's a part of the text. I would not fellowship with you over that. I just think it is a part of the text because he asks a very pointed question. And in this exchange, Philip is giving a very pointed answer. So he's like, well, 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 there's some water. I want to be baptized. I want to respond to the gospel. I want to say yes. And Philip responds by saying, you can. You can get baptized. As long as you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you can be baptized. Now, why that's important is because this is the difference between many different groups about who can be baptized. Some people think, well, a child can be baptized. Yeah, but a child can't believe in Jesus, so then how can a child be baptized? That's the argument, okay? Those, again, those are not fellowship issues. Those are disagreements. You know, we spent... I spent 10 minutes talking about understanding who's got the Spirit of God and who doesn't have the Spirit of God. When you have a difference of application of Scripture, that, that person's not an evil person. They're not some kind of demonic whatever. They see something different than you. Okay. They're genuinely in a relationship with Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is what redeems us. They are uh, acknowledging their heavenly Father, praying our Father who art thou in heaven. They drink of the same Holy Spirit. They come to a different conclusion. Yeah. What else is new? Does everybody think McDonald's is the best fast food? Are you kidding? There's only a few people. (laughs) On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where another Phil makes another connect. This is twice or three times that we're just like, I don't know what's going on. It's the norm. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know what the norm is anymore. Anyway, all right, so I do want to make sure you guys understand about the station, okay? Love this station. You guys just don't understand. This studio is like it's like home base for me. This is like my – it's a devotional. The Lord was visiting me in the studio earlier. You think that's great? Oh, no, no. I wrote down all the different things, although sometimes I have to get verification because I'm just like everybody else going, was that you? Was that you? Because anytime I hear something good, I go, is that you? Or if I hear something bad, I go, is that you? Same thing. All right, just, just so you can know. Yeah, just like you. That's what it is. We're just brothers and sisters doing this stuff. Okay? All right. Here's your trivia question. Then we're going to go through our processes, and then uh, you'll be hearing the sound at the end when we come back. Here we go. So here's, here's the trivia question. What is the name of the garden where Jesus went to pray after the Last Supper. What is the name of the garden? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. 
So now here, I'm going to send you to the website. And then, after you come back from the website, I'm going to hold on to the last sound, because we have somebody who's calling to answer the trivia. Then when they hang up, we're going to do our sound, maybe just a little later, and then we'll just go and see what happens. We'll just do the best we can. How about that? All right? So first of all, check out the website. But before you do, two things to tell you on the website. One, don't forget that money is important. <laughs> you can't do this without money. Okay? I mean, I can't make that any clearer. And two, on the website, it's a whole bunch of encouraging things. So I know that people are going through a lot of fear. There's things on the website that will just say, don't be afraid. Check those things out. They'll be a blessing. Please check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. That's right. If you heard that... <laughs> Back to the future reference. Those sounds are really next level. I they love are those. Just, she, Jennifer just went to town, right? You had Tarzan, then you got back to the future. Come on, people. All right. Uh, before we do anything else, that was just classic. We're going to have this person answer the trivia questions. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, brother, friend, Dr. David. This is Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you, sir? I'm great. All right. You ready for the trivia question? You feel pretty confident? Oh, yes, sir. Okay, here we go. What is the name of the garden where Jesus went to pray after the Last Supper? That would be Gethsemane, which I believe means oil press. You are correct, sir! Wow! Now, you have to love the garden process, and I, I brought this up the other day. Garden in the very beginning... Garden in the middle, where Jesus is. Garden in Revelation 22, 21 22. There's just, there's a lot of garden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so don't forget the one where he was temporarily buried. Yeah. Oh, there you go. See? That's genius. I love it. You are a genius. You get to get a G and put it on your shirt. And just when people say, what is that? They say, it stands for genius. And then just say, well, I'm a genius. I don't think I'm a genius. I'm just blessed <laughs> the Lord. You are blessed. You are a blessing. So thank you, bro. I appreciate it very, very much. So are much. you. All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great work. See, the idea in that, if he did wear a G, and then somebody would say, what does that stand for? He could say genius. And then he could say, the reason I know I'm a genius is because I had to tell you what it stood for. Pretty good. <laughs> That's not bad. That's right. Therapy. Two, two words for you. Therapy. Okay, here we go. Uh, final sound. Ready? Final sound. Do we have a drum roll? Do you have a drum roll? How about a drum roll? You got that? See if you got a drum roll. I don't know what we got. We have so many weird sounds. Who knows? All right, we do? Okay, here we go. And the tenth and final sound, because our birdie is uh, right now at the doggy hospital getting an x-ray. Bert barking in the backyard. Bert barking in the backyard. That is the tenth and final sound. So, the first person to call in and give the ten sounds to Dynamite D 
We'll get it from the phone. The first person that texts in the 10 answers will get it from the text. And I just want you to be aware you got all of those. And if so, if so, you can. Now, remember, if you're going to call, you got to call the right number. If you're going to text, you got to text the right number. But what do we say to you? What do we commit to you, right? What? Do, what are? How are we committed to you? We absolutely, positively commit that if you are a person who needs a study Bible, I promise you we will get you one. It will not be a denominationalized uh, study Bible because I don't have the strength for that. Okay, <laughs> I'm just I'm just, just being honest. I don't have the strength for it. I, don't, I, just, I just can't do that. Okay. All right, so if you called the other number, I, I, you know, all we can do is hopefully you get in there. Now, we have a couple of texts, and wowzer, bowser, I, I, the answers are coming fast and furious. So I am going to not announce now. We don't announce till tomorrow, but we have everybody's people calling in, people texting in. We do have winners. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to kind of leave it there. In the meantime, we're going to go back into our text because this is a show about, you know, Christian living. And we can't really do a lot of this Christian living unless we're processing and using the Word of God. We recognize that we have one Heavenly Father. Jesus said when you pray, to pray our Father, not my Father, our Father. We are blood relatives through the blood of Jesus Christ. And then additionally— we all drink of one Holy Spirit. Okay? Fantastic. So I'm going to teach. Let D do his stuff. I got it on my end here. Let me go into this rest of this text. Now, we just finished with Paul giving, uh, giving, telling the people, you've rejected uh, the gospel and have judged for yourself you are unworthy of eternal life. He says in verse 37, he says, we will now offer it to the Gentiles. Verse 47 on Acts 13 says this, for this is as the Lord commanded us when he said, I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. Verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. Now just stop. 98 to 99% of you who are listening to my voice, you're saved. Okay? You know you're saved. You know they made that decision. Here is yet another evidence about the spirit of thankfulness versus the spirit of complaining. I have a brother, a flesh brother, who led me to Christ, who I love. He is by far one of the biggest dodo heads in the world. I hope he's listening so he could hear that. Because he goes through his circumstances and rarely gives thanks and is just trying to get out the other end. So he's rereading Job because we're doing the study in Job. And I want to make sure you and I are on the same page on this. These Gentiles, when they heard that they were going to get a chance to hear the gospel, be a part of the gospel, be a part of the kingdom, were thanking the Lord that somebody came to shine a light into their dark lives. And as Christians, if we are not a people who are filled with thanksgiving, there is something wrong with us. Because we already believe it's not on this earth. We already believe that this this is a temporary situation. We already believe we're citizens, citizens in another place. And if you are not a more than average thankful person, that is a shame for both you and me. Because they were so 
thankful and they were so appreciative that they got to participate. Now I know that some of you are not Jewish, like I'm Jewish, and uh, and uh, but but uh, I'm I'm Jewish, but I'm not Jewish first. I'm Christian first. I'm Christ first. That's kind of like I'm Christ-centered first. But I am so thankful that I got to be one of the remnant. I am so thankful that I got to be a part of the kingdom. I'm so thankful that God says, hey, if you open up my word, I'm going to talk to you. And you know what's amazing is, listen to this. I'm telling you, I've got this thing, this running thing going on right now. It's amazing. So in the last five years, I've just I've just write down one or two lines on things the Lord's done. I've got 800 of them on things the Lord has done. In the last five years, I guess I missed the previous 40 years. There'd be 8,000 of them. God is always doing great things for you. He's always protecting you. He's always watching over you. He's always blessing you. Oh, sure, you have to go through trials. You have to. You have to be like Jesus. You don't get to just get everything. You don't get the icing on the cake, the cake, the ice cream around the cake, and the food that goes with the ice cream and everything else and then get no calories. As much as that would be heaven, that ain't happening here. And so right now, every time you go through something, it's just a little bit more for you to look like Jesus in truth. You already pronounced that way, and now the practical side is coming out. That's what I love about justification, sanctification, and glorification. Justification, positionally, it's done. Sanctification, practicality, it's being worked out. Glorification, it'll all be over. It'll be singing and dancing on streets of gold. That's what's so great. Yes, regeneration should be in the beginning part, but that's not the point. The point is salvation is past, present, and future continually. The past and your deliverance never ends. The sanctification process will keep going until the glorification process when the sanctification process will end. But you'll still have the justification process. That's a whole other theology. We'll get in there some other time. Here's what I want you to catch. God has done so much for you. And he loves you. He doesn't love you less now that you're saved. Got to get rid of that lie. He just loves you. He continually thinks about you, and he cares for you. How cool is that? How cool is that? Is that not the coolest thing ever? Okay, it's the coolest thing ever. All right, take our break, and then we'll come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience. Right here on KAAM. Let me make sure that, that our, our good friend's going to exit us out. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM, the truth station here in Texas. We'll take a short break and then we'll come back. Don't you go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then the show starts. 
and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored. What is the David Spoon Experience? So the situation uh, for the woman turned out to be fine. But remember, he's there with Jairus, and Jairus' daughter is dying. Uh, verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. This is a situation for Jairus that went from worse to the worst. All right, you know how we said it can go from bad to worse? We were talking about that. Well, it can go from bad to worse to the worst. And this is the worst. The guy's daughter died. Oh, she wasn't just really sick. She died dead. And they even said to her, "What? there's no point in talking to this guy anymore. This is over. Situation done. And that's how a lot of us process situation done. But then Jesus does what Jesus does because he's so amazing. He overheard what they said to him. They didn't say it to Jesus. They said it to the guy. They said it to, to Jairus. Right? And they said to him, why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing what they said, Jesus said to, to Jairus, don't be afraid, just believe. So there are three things that you just you can't miss this. Number one, Jesus is telling the guy whose daughter just died, ignore them. That's <laughs> like, can you imagine? Okay. Uh, the doctor just pronounced her dead. Yeah, ignore that guy. <laughs> what? He's the doctor. Ignore that guy. That's just like the blind men who are like people are telling him, be quiet, stop it, stop it. And he shouts out all the more. It's at some point you just got to ignore any external noise that hasn't been sanctioned by God and just go, yeah, I'm not paying attention to that. Sometimes Welcome back Sometimes to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We have our two official winners. We are not announcing them yet. <laughs> okay. Be nice, Dave. All right, I'll be nice. Again, if you are a listener, you think I'm kidding. I am not kidding. If you are a listener and you are in need of a study Bible, you let us know by phone, by email, or, or by uh, text, and we will get you a study Bible. I promise you it won't be one of my old ones because you wouldn't be able to read— Right, you see, you see my pages. I, I was right? studying yeah. one that you you yeah. left here, and it was you marked it out pretty yeah. good. I was like, let me look what David wrote down. And some <laughs> of the stuff you underlined was very good. I got to tell you. Yeah, that. it's it's like a coloring book. <laughs> pretty much. Let's. Sorry, tell it goes. All right, here we go. Here's our last trivia question. Then we're gonna do history, and then our final teach. Here we go. All right, all right. If you guys don't get this again, I, I might cry. Don't make me cry. I don't like that. What was the profession of Simon Peter before following Jesus? What do you do? What do you do for a living? 972-445-0770. 
You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay? Those are the ways to go about that. We're going to do our history. Uh, I do want to mention something real quick before we fire up on history. I did not really talk about the Pow Pows today, but there was like, uh, you know, Joyanne and Deb. And uh, we had, I think, a, a, a Pow Pow uh, either from James or Jeff. I have to double check. Everybody just did a great job, but today wasn't the day for Popeyes. So just it's just a matter of just doing it right. Okay, uh, let's do the history. Let's go All right, here we go. Um, I am not sure what to do with this. I know somebody's going to either text or call in and tell me I'm wrong about this, but I am doing the best that I can on this. Here we go. It's Turkey Neck Soup Day. Yum. Turkey necks are so good. Is that really? Yeah, that's like a down south delicacy or country delicacy. So it's not like a chicken broth like uh, like Jewish penicillin? Well, I don't know. We eat turkey necks as turkey necks, not soup. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see. I'm clueless. See, see, without your help, I would not know. Today is National Doctors' Day. I'm very thankful for doctors. I think doctors are fantastic. Uh, I think some doctors are fantastic and should uh, also be aware that when you get in there at 10:30 for 10:30 appointment, the time to be seen is not 11:26. Right. Okay. Just my personal opinion. You know, as we did that with your cars, you'd be taking your car somewhere else. Uh, National Pencil Day. Pencil with attached eraser uh, began on March 30th, 1858. First pencil was attached to eraser. It was patented by H.L. Lipman on Philadelphia. Now you don't have pencils because it's hardly even used. Now it's all computer pads and everything else, right? Something tell me that pencil was a business deal. It was a business deal? What yeah, do you mean? Like, in, like as far as the business, like we're going to go into these pencils to make good money yeah i don't know all i can never figure out is why thanks about making a pencil name why but why a number two pencil why is that and i just i've heard a comedian talk about it. it's like what happened to the number one pencil right and you always use a number two like what was number one bad dethroned or something all right uh let's see alaska on this day 1867 was purchased for 7.2 million dollars what a deal that was 1964 jeopardy started its first show on television on this day in 1964 uh in 1987 up to that point the largest amount ever paid for a painting van gogh's sunflowers sold for 40 million dollars that's in 87 wow and in 1993, the comic strip Peanuts, Charlie Brown hits his first ever game-winning home run. Okay? All right. There you go. That is it. All right. Uh, trivia question. Uh, what was the profession of Simon Peter before following Jesus? What did he do? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, text 214-210-8483. Or send an email, David. He must increase.org. Hey, we got through this, right? We did pretty good. Yeah, we did. I think it went pretty well. All right. Last little bit. So I'm going to read it all up just so I can get to this point because I need to. Uh, need to. The following week, almost the entire city turned out to hear them preach the word of the Lord. But when the Jewish leaders saw the crowds, they were jealous, so they slandered Paul and argued against whatever he said. Then Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly and declared it was necessary that this good news from God be given first to you Jews. But since you have rejected it and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we will offer it to the Gentiles. For this is at the, as the Lord commanded us when he said... 
I have made you a light to the Gentiles to bring salvation to the farthest corners of the earth. Verse 48, when the Gentiles heard this, they were very glad and thanked the Lord for his message. And all who were appointed to eternal life became believers. So the Lord's message spread throughout the region. Two points here that you need to catch, very important. Number one, all that were appointed to eternal life. This is the divine side of things, not the human side of things. As the human side of things goes, you don't know who's appointed to eternal life, but you can know you have eternal life by the fruits or the witnesses of the Holy Spirit, by the definitions given in Scripture, by the reality of your continual faith. If God is true, then his word is true. And if you believe what God said, then it's true. And that's how it goes. You know, you don't start by believing that Jesus Christ died for your sins and then think, oh, well, now I got to do this in order to get saved. Nope. Same faith that brought you in is the same faith that keeps you. All I got to do is read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, 2, and 3. The gospel saves you and the gospel keeps you. And you can know by multiple means the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. By this, uh, by this shall all men know you are my disciples, by your love one for another. Additionally, we know we've passed from death to life because we love the brethren. There's a ton of witnesses for you that are available to give you a sense of security. But from God's perspective, it's an appointment. You think, well, well that doesn't seem fair. Okay, three three answers. One, tough, two, tough, and three, tough. Here's the thing. It's not up to us to tell God how to do or what to do, but he's not telling. He just knows. You think, well, is this opposed to free will? No, most of this is based on his foreknowledge, unless God specifically designs one person to come and one person not. It's up to him. I was talking to Noel about this this morning. Okay, Jacob have I loved and Esau have I hated. Do you know that that was nailed down? before they were born. Did you know that? Before they were born. God said to the moms, he said, there's two nations fighting in your womb. One, the younger, the older is going to serve the younger. He was already on the, on the bad side before it started. You think, well, it's not fair. Here's God's answer. Tough. You don't know. He just knows because he exists in foreknowledge. See, here's the problem people have. If God exists in foreknowledge, he knows everything. Ahead of time, during time, and after time. Remember what the scripture says three times in Revelation 1. He always was, is, and will be. So therefore, he has no, there's no concept of time. He's not limited by that is what I'm trying to say. Oh, cool. So they were appointed from the, from the divine point of view. Here's another testimony that they were appointed. Because they were chosen by God, how do they know? They spread the message wherever they went. In other words, when you are chosen by God, you, you tell people, you got to hear this thing about Jesus. That doesn't mean you're the best witness in the world. It doesn't mean you testify well. It doesn't mean you give a perfect example of the four laws or the Romans road. It doesn't mean you do a little drawing on the piece of paper like your pastor does where he shows two, two mountains and a gap in between them, and then he fills in the gap with a little cross and says, this is how you get from one end to the other. That's all great. That's None of that's required. What's required is that you be a vessel to share about the reconciliation you have. That's another thing. Even if you want to but don't do a very good job of it, but in your heart you have this desire to, that's another witness that you're his. I know there's a lot of you out there that's like, I'm afraid to talk to people. I understand. 
I'm afraid to touch certain people, but that's more family. Here's what I'm trying to say. Even just the desire inside of you to be able to want to share. So the Lord's message spread throughout the region. That's the result of God choosing me. It's like, but I don't know who chose. I know. But keep it simple. Don't make theology as complex as they are all making it because everybody's picking a side. Well, you got to vote for the this team. you got to vote for this team. Stop it. You, you vote God. You never vote for a team, okay? The Lord knows who's his, and we need to identify it by the way we live and how we function. There you go. And if you're a real Christian, it'll show. But it's all based on grace, given through love, received by faith. Everything is involved, not just some of it. All right. What was the profession of Simon Peter before following Jesus? He was a fisherman. Fisherman. <laughs> Andrew and Peter's fishermen's uh, fishermen, whatever. All right, we'll take our break. Oh, we're done. So we're done. So we're gonna do tomorrow's show. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas, taking a twenty two and a half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM. DJRD Broadcasting or its sponsor.